Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. And we're really excited to do another episode on the series that we're on, which is the journey of a songwriter. My name is Wisdom Moon, and I'm here with Amanda Collier. Hello. So, Amanda, what are you excited about today? Um, I think like this weekend is just absolutely insane. So, <laughs> which is like me every weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, I am excited that we are going to Winter Jam yeah. this evening. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So, have you ever been? I feel like I did when I was in youth group, like oh, when I was yeah. in high school, cool. maybe middle school. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went when I was in middle school. It didn't exist. <laughs> uh, I went in Nashville when I was I lived there. I forget how long ago that was, but it was a while ago, like <laughs> seven years ago, probably. Uh, but it was also, I think, uh, an opportunity where I had some kind of like special pass, backstage mm-hmm. pass, which we do today. Yes. So we're excited about that because yes. one of our clients uh is on the tour so yeah it'll yeah. be a lot of fun yeah and it, shameless plug to if gathering that is also tonight oh yeah yeah i i don't think i'll go into that <laughs> the women's if gathering held by jenny my wife is not. going but <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff happening i guess this week yes. all like in one week mm-hmm. uh i wish it would have been <laughs> like timed differently <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah it's tricky when it's like the same thing or the same night mm-hmm. two different things and a lot of the same crossover yes <laughs> for the audience so. luckily the place where we're going is right next to our church and so it's yeah like, literally like walking distance yes. <laughs> yeah. so everything is all in the same vicinity which is nice yeah so if you're ever in the kansas city area and you know where the T-Mobile Center is. Our church is uh, like a block away from yeah. it. So. so nice. Yeah. And yeah, we we go to the same church. If you're like, <laughs> how does that work? That's how I work here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, we've never shared that story. So. No, we haven't. So yeah, we're uh, excited to share today's episode. We're continuing the series um the journey of a songwriter and this is an interview actually that i did uh back in early 2021 with my friend jonathan ogden and it was actually during covid so i basically decided to start a podcast (laughs) during covid and actually we did a lot of different things uh digitally during covid we did what we called wisdom wednesdays we were live on instagram like every wednesday and then we did some kind of, I forget what we called it, but it was some kind of like writer's round thing mm. on Instagram Live. Uh, I started this podcast, which is uh, no longer active, <laughs> but there's some good stuff in there. So we wanted to share it on this podcast. And Jonathan, if you haven't heard his name, you probably aren't really listening to a lot of music <laughs> because I feel like his name's just like everywhere nowadays. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he actually re- just released a new song today, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, depending on when you hear this, he may have uh, he may have dropped another one. Yes. So he he's releasing a lot of great content 
on his social media platforms, YouTube, Spotify, all the places. Uh, Jonathan is a musician, producer, songwriter, and a designer from Manchester, UK. And he's just an all around great guy. Uh, we've known each other for a while and he's one of the most humble and nicest people you'll meet. So I, I love that his music is really impacting a lot of people and uh, just globally, he has a, a lot of impact. And I think I saw maybe a couple of months ago, he was even in Korea doing some oh, wow. stuff. So yeah, it's really cool just to watch him as an independent artist. Mm -hmm. to, uh, be able to do a lot of cool things. Uh, so he shares his journey about uh, just growing up in the church and writing songs in his bedroom to making a full-time music career, reaching hundreds of thousands of people across the globe. Yeah, with experience navigating through negativity and distractions, Jonathan shares uh, the importance of valuing who we are as Christ followers and utilizing our craft to further the kingdom. Uh, his music is great, and I love listening to it. And yeah. my husband actually this morning was like, hey, have you heard of Jonathan Ogden? So <laughs> it's really funny, the time time yeah. this. Um, but before we play the interview, we want to invite you to be a guest on our podcast. Um, we're starting a new series called Indie Artist Coaching, where Wisdom will do a 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with an artist, and we'll have a different artist each episode. You'll be able to ask Wisdom any questions you want during the session um, to apply for the free coaching during the upcoming series. Click on the link in our show notes, or you can email podcast at christianmusicmarketing.com, and you will actually just be emailing me. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually already have a lot of people that have applied. So yeah. unfortunately, we won't be able to do it for, with every person that applies because that will probably take us to like 2024 yes. <laughs> and we're not doing this season for that long. So we'll basically handpick, uh, hopefully kind of a diverse lineup of guests, artists, and you know what they say about uh, consulting and coaching, you get what you pay for. Mm. So free coaching, you know, <laughs> you can do the math. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I hope you find a lot of value in it. And even if you don't get picked or you don't apply, you'll be able to hear the coaching on the podcast. And um, my hope is that you'll get a lot out of it, even if you're not the one being coached yeah. uh, on the episode. So we're excited for that and uh, looking forward to connecting with some new friends um, during this upcoming season for the podcast. And let's listen to the interview I did with Jonathan Ogden. All right. Today, I am here with a friend of mine that is across the pond <laughs> and that I actually haven't seen in a while. And his name is Jonathan Ogden. Uh, welcome, Jonathan. Thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell us about um, where you live and also how like things have been, you know, with coronavirus and things like that in your area yeah so i live in manchester in the uk so kind of uh not as big as london but just as cool <laughs> um, and yeah i i've basically just been spending a lot of time at home as i think a lot of people have and um we were actually so i play with the band rivers and robots too and up until we had things planned into the summer of 2020 like july yeah. time and just 
kind of had to pull the plug on all of those things and mm-hmm. um yeah literally thought we might be at home for a few months and then it's ended up being a complete year so <laughs> uh, been doing a lot of just writing stuff at home obviously we can't do live things right now so mm-hmm. um lots of songwriting and in some ways it's been nice because i've reached out to more people that aren't like local to me so like realizing no. the internet has made the world a smaller place and just yeah to write with people in different countries and do more of that so that's awesome i think that's something yeah. i'll stay post pandemic hopefully <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so uh help us look back so let's rewind the clock to you know when you were younger mm-hmm. as a kid uh help us to like understand you know who jonathan was at a younger <laughs> age what your upbringing was you yeah. know what were you like growing up and um yeah i'd love to hear your story sure so uh i'm the youngest of seven kids so big family um, wow my dad was like leading a church at the time that i was born so i just grew up in the church environment mm. uh very small church it wasn't like a cool thing it's like maybe 40 50 people lots of like grannies and babies and everything in between and <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i just i loved it very uh just like family church and learned a lot about jesus through that and mm. um i'd say i was probably up until like maybe 14 15 i was mostly kind of going to church because i felt like it was the right thing to do and yeah <laughs> um you know just kind of going down that path and doing what my parents told me to do but then yeah i think yeah around that age maybe 15 16 it was like i really started taking my faith seriously and um yeah i got more involved in the worship team at my church and that's really how i learned to play music is just kind of mm. jamming along in worship bands and one of my older brothers was a, a worship leader too. Um, and he studied like jazz piano and all this stuff. So he'd be like all over the place when he was leading worship. And yeah. he'd be one of these people that like gives you a set list and he'll like maybe do the first song and then none of the others. <laughs> and you just have to like yeah. try and keep track of where it's going. Um, yeah. So that taught me to kind of play by ear and just learn, I guess, like musicality of hearing where things were going. And mm. um, yeah, just always had a passion for music and especially writing songs. and. Um, I used to write comedy songs as a teenager and just like make my own little <laughs> comedy albums. Uh, and then are those yeah, out there somewhere online? They are only on my shelf in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they work anymore. I should try and, uh, but yeah, I was just a bit of a geek growing up really. Uh, just loved like video games and anime and all that stuff. Mm. Like, um, still do in a lot of ways, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm I just always liked the kind of tinkering creative process, like yeah. just learning music software and a lot of times just summer holidays in school I'd go on YouTube and find tutorials of how to do music production and all of that stuff. And um didn't really think it would be something you could actually do, like for a job. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. and I was actually going more down a, a design path. So I, I studied graphic design. Um, my first job was doing graphic design for like a Christian charity. And so, oh, nice. yeah, I thought that was my like career path charted out with design mm. and then music was always my hobby until it kind of started picking up and yeah. at some point along the line made that switch over and that's my full-time thing. So nice, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your music journey. Cause you've released a lot of, you know, stuff on your mm. own and also with rivers and robots and, yeah. 
uh, in the UK, especially, I feel like you're pretty well connected, you know, in the music industry. Mm. So, and I feel like you pretty much play like every instrument <laughs> possible. <laughs> so, Only to like uh, a basic degree. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how did you, you know, go from like a hobbyist to mm. a professional? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of ways I still feel like a hobbyist. It's just, <laughs> I have more time to do it now, but um yeah, I've I've always just enjoyed the kind of tinkering process and mm. coming up with ideas and like the first Rivers and Robots albums were just me in my bedroom with a laptop and a MIDI keyboard and like a USB microphone and that was it. Yeah. Um I did two albums like that just kind of out of curiosity because I growing up in Manchester is a big music city and like we hear loads of live bands coming through and every artist would sound different and have all these different instruments they'd use and mm. different genres they'd try out and then I couldn't help but kind of see a parallel with what I was hearing in churches and conferences where we all sing the same yeah. songs and <laughs> kind of stay within the same genres and um not that I dislike any of that as you know as a worship leader I love it and I really appreciate those songs but it was kind of just that curiosity in me of like can you write worship songs in a different genre like is that okay mm. <laughs> um and so yeah I would just come home in the evenings and try and make like electronic worship songs or folk <laughs> worship songs and um, anything in between. And I didn't know if anyone would listen to it or if it would reach anybody out there, but gradually, I think the first time it kind of picked up, I was, I had a Tumblr blog <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then I had a, there's a website noisetrade.com, which I think has yeah. changed now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was like people were releasing their albums for free, which was, more of a radical thing at that point before yeah. streaming kind of took over. Um, but yeah, we decided, I think the third album we had with Rivers and Robots called All Things New. Um, it became a band at that point as well. Mm. <laughs> uh, and that album we decided to just give away for free and put it on Noise Trade. And it ended up, I think we just hit it at the right time and it kind of got to the top of the kind of Christian section on Noise Trade. Oh, nice. Ended up with like 10,000 downloads in the first few weeks. Wow. And then, um, yeah, I think that was the first point people really found out about us and connected with mm. what we were doing. Just started getting all these emails from people saying they were looking for something different in worship and really connected oh. with what we were putting out. And um, then requests came in to play live at places and we had to figure out how to do that and <laughs> <laughs> uh, translate these like laptop-made electronic songs into a yeah. piece live band. So, um, it's literally just been a, a learning journey the whole way. I feel like mm. I've always been playing catch-up to... <laughs> like invites to do things and then I'm just Googling like how do we do life tracks? How do we do this? Just kinda, yeah. Learning as we go really. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you ever had a live show or event where it just went really bad? Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> We've got our first share of those. I think, um, <laughs> it just took us such a long time. Like the the first thing we ever did was like a um a conference at my church, which again was small, like maybe fifty people. Um, then we played an event at a church down the road that was like a battle of the bands, which felt a bit mm. weird as a worship band. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Can you do battle of the bands? Um, and then I think after that was David's tent festival, which was like 4,000 people in the UK. Oh, wow. Um, and just cause they'd heard our music and invited us over, I guess, but we were like so out of our depth and I, I didn't even know how to run like the vocal effects on stuff. So I took my laptop and my interface and like everything from my home studio <laughs> and was trying to like set it up on stage, running my microphone through it all and everything. Wow. Um, at David's tent, it's like one set goes into the next and there's not really mm. like a sound check. So 
you're kind of just supposed to get up and plug and play. And <laughs> I, I arrive with like my entire home studio, <laughs> trying to set that up on a stage. The organizer's just looking like, you set up? Yeah, 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 five, four minutes. Um, so that was pretty stressful, but yeah. I think Did it, it go okay? It In the end, yeah. That's good. <laughs> I remember like, <laughs> Nathan, our bass player, always jokes because he he like printed out all the chords on paper sheets as well because we yeah. were still learning the songs, um, and this like wind came in through the tent and just like blew them all on the floor. Oh, so gosh. we just like no chords anymore. <laughs> but I think we kind of oh, just man. embraced the moment and went a bit of freestyle with it. So it was fun. <laughs> wow, man! And I feel like you've been able to do that really well. Like you know, embrace the moment and mm-hmm. kind of go with the flow and you know, look for like ways to experiment and innovate. And mm. even, you know, the recent project that you released um, called Songs From Home, yeah. you know, it's one of those projects that like, I feel like it's more like organic. It just kind of mm. like happened when you're at home because of the pandemic and things like that. So yeah. uh, do you find that for yourself, you're more creative that way? Or mm. do you like to have more structure as a creative? Mm. Um. I think I always like to try new things um, and like, I never want to make the same album twice or like release mm. something that feels like something I've already done. Um, and to begin with, I used to be a bit more hesitant of that. Cause I would think people had an expectation for like yeah. one thing we put out and am I allowed to change it up? But um, I, I just think it's not always our job to figure out how people respond to what we make. Yeah. <laughs> and oftentimes I do it wrong anyway. Like I would, <laughs> I would have songs on the album that was like, this is going to be the one that people like. It's, <laughs> it's really simple and easy to engage with. And then I'd have like the weird song on the album that was like, I like this one, but I don't think anyone else will. And then yeah. that ends up being the one people connect with. And in the end I was like, well, I just have to write what I feel inspired by. And mm. you know, if people like it, then great, but <laughs> I can't stress too yeah. much about how it will be received on the other end. So, um, yeah, I try and just mix things up each time. And, um, I think through experimenting, I've found a sort of consistency through all of the songs mm. and like by trying other sounds, I kind of found my sound in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, this EP is a lot more stripped back and very simple and just kind of highlighting the lyrics and simplicity mm. of these songs. And then, the project before that was a beat tape and it was like nearly all electronic and very production heavy. So um, yeah, I like to just try new things each time and see what works. But Hey guys, Amanda here. I wanted to invite you to check out the Christian Artist Academy. If you go to christianartistacademy.com, it's a comprehensive course for independent Christian artists and churches covering important topics uh, such as publishing, marketing, songwriting, touring, crowdfunding, publicity, and much more. It's actually 20 courses bundled into one. The Christian Artist Academy will help you reach a larger audience with your music. Uh, It will help you gain clarity around your calling and vision, create a smart release strategy. Uh, You will learn how to effectively navigate the Christian music industry and exponentially grow in your understanding of how the industry works. You can head over to christianartistacademy.com to learn more and access the course today. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, when you think too much and overthink too much of like what the consumer wants or you Mm. think the consumer will like, it's almost crippling as a Mm. creative, you know, because then you start to like second guess things and wonder, is this song good enough? Will they like it? Yeah. And I've heard of so many artists that almost didn't put a certain song on their project. And then Mm. somebody, maybe their manager or A&R told them like, 
you need to put this on your project. <laughs> and then yeah. that was the song that like really took off and people were really mm -hmm. connected with. And so, yeah, I think you're right. You know, if you worry too much about that, you know, then it becomes this thing where like it actually is very counterproductive. Yeah. And also you, you have no idea what God's going to decide to breathe on either, mm -hmm. you know, when you're releasing something and, you know, I yeah. think that's the same with music or any, any kind of art, you know, or creative yeah. thing that you do. Um, so like, how have you um, in the world of social media and, now like pretty much everything is virtual you know like mm -hmm. live shows are virtual now yeah. uh how have you navigated you know the feedback positive or negative from people mm. and you know when you hear negative things or criticisms because i'm sure it, if you're putting stuff out and people are hearing it there's going to be mm -hmm. negative things you know <laughs> floating around like how do you yeah. navigate that how do you keep yourself from you know giving up or being discouraged from those things yeah I think um, it's always a bit of a struggle. I think like any artist or creative person, I'm sure like wants to know how things are being received. And, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't read comments and <laughs> look at all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, I try and just not have it be like the main reason I do what I do and the main focus of mm. like my output. Cause they can both affect you in the same way. Essentially like there's, the negative can seem like it stands out more because you you see something bad and you're like oh no but actually the positive is just the same it's like yeah it's still kind of a distraction and mm. you're kind of basing your value of what you've created based on how other people receive it and yeah. not just on what it is and i think um it's what you were saying as well like i watched a video about this recently with procrastination because i i always mm. like struggle a lot with that <laughs> just like <laughs> putting things off and procrastinating a lot but um this guy was talking about goals uh, with creative things and saying that when you set a goal that's based on an external factor, so like either it might even just be like a growth thing, like I want to hit this many subscribers or mm. um, I want this song to land with people in this way, then because that's so out of our control, it's really paralyzing creatively because mm -hmm. you're like, I have no control really over whether people will respond to it or not. Yeah. Um, but when you set a goal that's, kind of internal like i want to create a video about this or mm. write this kind of song or i want to make an album and um they're still like healthy goals to have but they're not measured on external reception of what you do yeah. <laughs> um and so i try and kind of create that way and and also just yeah like as a christian i try and see my validation in what god says about me and not in the things that i make and <laughs> realize yeah. that I'm, you know, already valued by him, whether I release another song mm -hmm. or not, like I could do nothing for the rest of my life and st like still be valued. But Very um, true. yeah. And I think that's an easy thing to say, but not an easy thing to walk out. So yeah. just trying to like constantly remind myself of that and mm -hmm. not get too distracted by the positive or negative either way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it is probably also just having a community of people that you trust and mm. you know you like probably you know are able to have that uh, support system mm. and accountability system and you know Definitely. all of that you know so for you what would you say right now um whether that's like within your community or like globally at large what are you really passionate about um whether it's like a ministry thing or, you know, uh, missions mm. type thing, or maybe something that you're working on. Yeah. Um, 
I think I'm just excited to see what's happening in the whole kind of creative space. And mm. I mean that beyond music as well. I just feel like there's become a bit of a movement or whatever you want to call it of just like creative people in the church realizing that like we can use art and creativity for the kingdom more than just mm -hmm. our Sunday morning songs and more than just making the church flyer and that kind of thing. Like yeah. um, there's actually so much space to explore that and it can be a really powerful thing. I think for me, like the main reason I even do that is that I want to like introduce people to more of who God is. And I kind of mm -hmm. see myself as like, um, I always use like this analogy of a buffet. Like when we become a Christian, it's like we get access to this, like all you can eat buffet of discovering mm -hmm. who God is. And like, we can just keep going. And like, there's mm. so many things to discover that never run out of like who God is. And yeah. yet a lot of people, it feels like kind of become a Christian. They're they're in the the restaurant, so to speak. But I kind of just sat with like I don't know the starter plate and <laughs> like content with this little thing. But it actually sometimes uh -huh. leads to like being kind of spiritually bored and kind of mm. you know doing church on Sunday and maybe a bit of Bible reading, but not like really alive in their faith. And um, mm -hmm. I want to be that guy that's like coming back from the buffet table, like wait, have you tried this? Like check this out. <laughs> like just kind of giving a taste of what's available in our relationship yeah. with God. And so that's why like whenever I write and create stuff, I I try and focus around just attributes of who God is mm. and just like, okay, I'm going to dig into like God's mercy and try and like mm. understand it for myself and then like lift that up as a thing to like say like come and see and come and experience that. And wow. um, I think that's just, I think art and all the creative stuff is a really powerful way of doing that because it's just yeah such a, powerful way of communicating any kind of message. And I think when we attach that to communicating truth of who God is, it's just a really powerful thing. And so mm -hmm. I'm excited to see more people kind of doing that and more musicians coming up and artists and all that kind of stuff. And just trying to, mm. yeah, be like a lot of what I do is trying to just be a resource to those people and teach yeah. what I can and pass on what I can on things I've learned through mistakes I've made. But <laughs> um, yeah. just realizing that it's a lot bigger than just me and my own music like this this kind of thing is going on all around the world and there's people doing this kind of stuff. So the That's more we can awesome. help each other out, the better. <laughs> yeah. I love the analogy of a buffet and <laughs> you're almost like the waiter. That's right. like, yeah, I love that. So speaking of, you know, creatives and resourcing them, um, you launched something pretty new and that you're really excited about. And uh, I think there's a lot that behind the scenes that you're probably working on and everything. So tell us about, magnify studio what's that yeah. all about yeah so that is i mean basically the vision is kind of what i just shared <laughs> um so like we want to be a resource and like equipping and inspiration for christian creatives so um a big part of what we're going to do is like workshops um mm. and kind of a mixture of like very practical creative stuff and also like discipleship and mm. like learning about that so everything from like how to make music and how to write songs to even how to like brand things and like mm -hmm. <laughs> design that kind of stuff. And then how to like even market or put that stuff out in a way that feels real and isn't like selling your soul and just kinda, yeah. like, I feel like the way someone who follows Jesus would do that is slightly different to like just the mm. world's kind of grow everything and make it huge. Yeah. Um, there's kind of different motives behind it all. And so 
being able mm-hmm. to dig into that I think could be very interesting. But yeah, for now we're going to do like video workshops and then hopefully when things open up more, we'd love to do them in person too and travel and run kind of like courses and workshops in each place where we can gather creative people together oh, cool. and do that. So yeah, that's kind of the plan. That's awesome. We literally just started, so it's brand new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, you know, a new endeavor as I know well, uh, new endeavors take a lot of work, a lot of blood, sweat and tears and trying to figure out like, you know, how, how to even deliver the content, you know, most Mm -hmm. effectively and things like that. So in our ever evolving, you know, world of technology, um, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like are some effective ways that you see as a way to, you know, connect with your potential audience and deliver, you know, new content to them? Yeah. I think um, we're basically trying to connect with people on a, a sort of deeper level than just kind of surface level stuff. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times with social media, you can post something and it's just one thing on a feed and then it's gone. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Even like you can create kind of gallery type pages where people just like the work and carry on, but they don't really want to know more about what it is and yeah. dig into it. And similarly with music sometimes like, there's the whole movement of like lo-fi beats and all this kind of stuff at the mm. moment, which I've made too, but I find that I'll listen to a whole playlist of lo-fi music and I, I don't really care who the people are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just something in the background. Um, but trying to move people from just seeing a post on social media to like actually being engaged and feeling like mm. a part of the movement. Um, and so, yeah, we're just trying to do as much like direct like in-person contact with people or mm-hmm. especially like online right now, I guess it's like emails and <laughs> just any like mm-hmm. something that's going to go direct to the person and not just yeah. scroll past it on a feed. And, um, so like, I, I like the, the big things and you might get that one video that goes crazy and reaches a lot of people. But for me, I'm trying to focus on like, well, who's the, the kind of core group of like people that are already following us and engaged now. And how can I like, love them well and serve them well um, mm-hmm. rather than trying to reach everyone in the world. <laughs> Cause I'll probably yeah. could be a very shallow level if we try and reach everyone, but we can go deep with a very niche group. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to find those people. <laughs> yeah. So do you spend a, a lot of your focus as far as like, you know, creating the content, is it mm-hmm. more like YouTube heavy or yes. are you focusing on like TikTok or podcasting or what does um, that look like? I think, Mostly YouTube has been our, our main platform. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, TikTok is great in terms of like definitely the younger audience are definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's kind of a pressure sometimes to feel like we should be doing everything. <laughs> um, you kind of get this sort of creative FOMO where it's like every new platform yeah. comes out. It's like, oh, I need to be on TikTok and I need to, I don't know, make an NFT and join Clubhouse or whatever <laughs> yeah. these days. But yeah. I feel like if you, like, you have to make a choice at some point of like, what's going to be my thing. And mm-hmm. if I want to go deep with something, I need to like choose one lane and kind of push mm-hmm. into it. And, um, yeah, I think for me, podcast was something I thought about, but I was like, there's already really good podcasts on art and faith and mm-hmm. I'm happy to just send people there. But <laughs> um, I think YouTube's been one of those spaces that we kind of found a little niche in and trying to develop more. So yeah, YouTube is a big cool. platform for sure. And then I think workshops will be just like in our own website and we'll kind of direct people through to that. So yeah, yeah they're the kind of focus areas awesome. at the moment. So let's say, you know, you're talking to 
a 17 year old maybe mm -hmm. it's the 17 year old jonathan you know that's out there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to figure stuff out and trying to figure out you know relationships and you know the growth hormone changes and you know all the like internal things and external things um and let's say this you know young jonathan has a lot of potential you know mm -hmm. to be somebody that you know really is um just you know knows who they are in christ and is confident in that um what would you say to that person you know if you had 60 second with seconds with that person mm -hmm. to encourage them and to maybe even like instill some, you know, some bravery in them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, probably two things if I can do it in 60 seconds, one, <laughs> one would be like to be okay. Um, being yourself and being unique and it sounds a little bit cliche, but like, I feel like comparison is such a big thing where we, yeah. we feel like because there's an established thing, our thing has to look like that too. Um, mm. And that it's, yeah, it's actually okay to have a unique idea that you might not know where it fits or how it fits, but um, if it's something you genuinely feel and is natural and authentic to you and you're passionate about, then like be free to do that. And yeah, like I mentioned before, like not judging that based on the external factors of how it's received. Mm. Um, so yeah, trying to not compare yourself to other people, I guess, is that side of it. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I think that's the main thing, actually. Don't need the second. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So uh, obviously there's a lot of great music on Spotify that, you know, our listeners can check out mm -hmm. under your name and then also uh, Rivers and Robots. What are you working on in 2021 that maybe, you know, you're big dream is that you want to accomplish this year mm. um or that people can just be looking out for from you yeah um i'm hopefully working on an album next time around i've under my like own name i've actually never done a, mm. a normal album i've done the beat tape but that was kind of conceptual and not a yeah. standard album in that sense but yeah i've done a lot of short projects like singles and eps but um i feel like i have a theme that i want to really kind of dig into and Mm. make a kind of bigger concept of so um yeah i might just kind of beaver away for a bit and <laughs> go and, like work on that and emerge with something but i think it won't be for a while yet but definitely this year i at least want to awesome. start writing that and putting it together so yes some kind of album on the horizon i think <laughs> <laughs> cool uh awesome well thanks so much for taking the time to be on our podcast um yeah. If our listeners want to connect with you or check out your stuff, um, they can go to jonathanogden.co.uk. Yes. Is that right? And then Instagram, Jonathan Ogden Music. Um, and then Magnify Studio. Uh, what's the URL for that? Uh, it's just magnify.studio. Okay, cool. That's easy. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> nice. I, I like that domain name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're happy when we found that one. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, we look forward to the album. We're going to keep you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It will be October. And if there's no album, I'm going to be, you know, texting you. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Up. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram, at Christian Music Marketing. See you next time.